This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank uh, you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergaff. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast on this uh, snowy Wednesday. Joining us as he does each week on these uh, hump day Wednesdays is uh, Sean Bolson uh, from home uh, today with all the snow. Uh, you know, fortunately, you can do a lot of your work uh, remote. Not all of it, I'm sure, but uh, you get a chance to spend a little time with your daughter there, too. Oh, yeah. Got, uh, you know, whenever we get the uh, notice, you know, well in advance, you can kind of plan for the snow day. And, yeah. and th- today's different because, you know, a lot of times this year it's been snow day slash virtual day, so they have to be logged on. That's right. Well, what I come to find out is there's only so many of those you can do, so today's an actual snow day. So, yeah, I've been up for a while working, and as soon as she gets up, I think we're going to have a little French toast breakfast yeah. and uh, just yeah. kind of hang out. And, and you're making the French toast, correct? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah are, I, I, I like cooking. You do. You fancy yourself a little bit of a cook, huh? I do. I, <laughs> I actually went yesterday. Yeah. I said, hey, we're going to be hunkered down for a couple of days. What are you thinking? And uh, I got the list, so I think we're going to do some tacos, probably do a little pork roast and potatoes tonight. Nice. Uh, oh, yeah, I kind of like cooking. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's that's way better than, you know, eating out all the time. Uh, that's for sure. I probably eat out more than I should. But, but yeah, that's good. So uh, did you start cooking then as a kid, or did you just kind of pick that up once you became an adult? I don't know. I think I didn't mind cooking. My mom was a pretty good cook, and so... Mm-hmm. Like the French toast I make would is, would be the exact same thing she made for me growing up. So sure. yeah. I kind of kept some of those, did a little bit in college, and, and now being just me and my household, I uh, I am the cook, period. And I have <laughs> right. girls that uh, have <clears throat> appetites that uh, don't always fit what I would put. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, little, little chicken fettuccine Alfredo the other night for my one daughter, of which she was greeted saying, Little dry dad could have used a little more sauce. So, you know, we learn as we go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, you have thick skin. You're able to take a little constructive criticism from, from... I can take it. <laughs> Very good. Hey, uh, you know, I was talking about the wild a little bit before uh, we started up the podcast here. And, and uh, again, uh, they're just kind of right on the edge. Right now, yeah. they would be a wild card, but they're tied with. Colorado for a third of the division, and I said that to you kind of hopefully. Well, they're tied with Colorado, and you kind of think that that's uh, not going to last that long, not because the Wild will pass them, but because Colorado could get hot at any time as kind of the reigning Stanley Cup champions. Uh, they seem to have more talent than what they've played to so far this year. Yeah, they do, and and they're able to turn it on and off. Uh, the, the scariest thing for me with the Wild right now is unless you, Kaprizov is on the ice, we're, we're doing nothing yeah. offensively. And uh, you're going to have to be deeper than one line. You know, last night, you know, it, it, it's good. You can look at it and go, hey, we did get a, a two-to-one win, you know, played last night. But if you look at who scored for us and you looked at exactly how it went down, well, you know, Hartman had two goals. Kaprizov was on the ice, um, you know, for both of the goals. And so, you know, he got an assist on one, but he was on – our other lines are just getting zero production right yeah, now. And, yeah. you know, we had some good goaltending. Anytime you went two to one in the NHL, uh, your goalie was fine. And, and, and I'm, I'm good with it. I think between our goalie mixes, we, we are able to put up some, uh, you know, uh, last night, Gustafsson had 34 shots against. He gave up one. I mean, that's great goaltending. Flurry, yeah. He can get hot too, but 
you're going to have to score goals, and you're going to have to score with more than just one line. And that, to me right now, is the part that's a bit scary. Yeah. Of the let's say these are the eight teams today that are that would be in the playoffs that 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 it ends that way so the top eight the wild would be in that they would have scored the fewest goals of any of those eight teams the only one that's even right. that they're even close to really is Colorado they've scored just four more goals but uh, Colorado has allowed uh, fewer so they have a plus thirty two goal differential which is second best in the West and the Wild are just at plus seven which would be second worst goal differential of of those eight playoff teams so uh Colorado getting it done defensively and and goaltending too but take a little heat off the goaltenders and the defense by scoring some more goals how do they do that it seems like they were scoring more earlier in the season but they've been in kind of a drought lately is that true or has it been troublesome all year yeah no well I mean yeah we we've had a drought I mean we mm-hmm. we have scored you know a hundred what uh, goals for 169 yeah. goals on the year yeah you know I mean that's okay but not many of those have been recently you know I the the boldy line that you know act I mean we're just not seeing scoring out of some of these other lines if Kaprizov's not involved in the play we're getting absolutely nothing done yeah. which goes to show you how valuable that guy is yeah but in the same side you know you need you can't have because what's going to happen in the playoffs is you're going to have these playoffs teams have great defensive lines, and they're going to find some line, you know, that to put out there with Kaprizov out there and really be able to focus on just shutting them down. Because the thought is, if we shut them down, where else are they going to go? They don't right. have anything else going right now. So you're going to have to get some contributions and shake it up a bit to figure out where else you're going to get something from. Yeah, Ryan Hartman uh, last night, but he had been in quite a drought, but now has, I Correct. think, four goals in his last six games or something. He's hit a nice little hot stretch, but but we can't count on that hot stretch continuing on for the rest of the season, but it would be nice to have Kaprizov all the time and then somebody else that's hot, even if they're interchangeable. It was Boldy for a while. Do you think teams make adjustments? They go, oh, Matt Boldy's caught fire here. Let's pay more attention to him. And uh, then they kind of uh, get a little better scouting report uh, because there for a while it was Boldy was hot. Now he isn't. Yeah, you know, Boldy and Eck both, you know, they're right behind. You have Kaprizov and Zuccarello, and then you have Boldy and Eck. Um, with your with your, uh, your your next forwards for points and and like I said it was really good early and it's just really kind of uh, come to a halt so whether it's what other teams are doing or just some of the uh, you know just some of the the mid season grind and lull you know what do we have twenty four games left you know you're you're on the back end of the season this is time to really dig deep and some teams get stronger some teams you know hit a bit of a wall. Uh, you wonder if some of our younger guys hit a wall, but except Kaprizov, because obviously he's just blowing it apart. So, um, yeah, I, I just hope as we continue to uh, move down the stretch, we can, you know, solidify ourselves so it's not every night you call me on a Wednesday, and depending on if the Wild won or lost the night before, they're either in the playoffs or not in the playoffs. Yeah. That's, that's a familiar position for us, and it's not a fun one. So it'd be nice to see him get on a roll. The goaltending has been okay. But, yeah, we'd like to see some more production. You know, and the amazing thing is, is to me, plus-minus in hockey is is a stat that you, you can follow, and that gives you a pretty fair idea of how the player's contributing to a team. But it could be misleading as well. Do you follow plus-minus uh, numbers in the NHL at all? Yeah, I do. I think that that is pretty important. You know, mm-hmm. some of them, to me, some of them can be a bit skewed. Mm-hmm. But in the big scheme of things, too, I think you're, you're looking at uh, definite – 
you know, trends. Mm-hmm. You know, could somebody step on the ice and the play's already going the other way and all of a sudden they get scored on and they get a minus and you're like, oh, it's not really fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. that can happen, but a lot of things do seem to uh, weigh themselves out. And I think that plus minus over a big sample size is, uh, is pretty important. Yeah, that being said, the Wild only have seven players that are a positive uh, in that statistic. The rest is is at a negative, or uh, Hartman is at a zero now that he's had this recent goal-scoring stretch here. Uh, but only Spurgeon has really a very impressive one at a plus 20. Even Kaprizov is only plus two uh, for the right. season. You would think it would be uh, more than that, but it just shows the Wild have played a lot of low-scoring close games. They have, and... Uh... You know, we, we have some D that are, um, you know, I like what Addison brings from mm-hmm. a power play standpoint, but, you know, he's kind of a gambler. Uh, mm-hmm. At least he does give you, you know, some upside for points. You know, he's got, what, 27 points on the year. Yeah. And then you look at a Dumba, who has frustrated everybody, you know, a minus seven on the year, only 13 points. So you come with some of that, you know, <laughs> you, you take – You'll take somewhat of a minus as long as there's an upside on some other pieces of the game. Where you struggle is where you have guys that are minus, you know, and are not producing. And so, like I said, over the flow of a season, some of it's determined by obviously if you're giving up a lot of goals or not giving up goals, your plus minus can be skewed. But um, yeah, you'd like to see some higher numbers, especially from some of our forwards. Yeah, and uh, from the forwards, that's right. They need to start scoring uh, more goals for sure. But you do like your defenseman to be positive on the plus-minus. So Dumba's a guy who's been rumored to be traded for two years or so now. That, uh, yeah. And yet it has never happened. Do the Wild value him more than other teams do? Is that why he's he's been rumored to be traded for two years and yet still hasn't been? No, I think what you're running into there is you have someone that has his game has fallen off to the mm-hmm. point where he was even a healthy scratch. He's commanding about six million bucks a year. Uh, if the Wild had any sort of deal to get rid of him, I do think they'd look to move him. Mm-hmm. But they're really stuck right now. I mean, he's he's a two to three million dollar a year defenseman, mm-hmm. and he's getting double that. And in the le- in the day of the salary cap and structuring deals and trying to figure it out, you know, at this point. Uh, Moving him is tough. We are handcuffed for another bit with our, you know, our Parisi and our uh, uh, Suter contract. So the Wild are kind of handcuffed with some of the stuff. Moving his six million, I think, if they got the right deal, they do in a heartbeat. The problem is, I don't think there's any takers. No takers, yeah. So yeah, they just uh, he just doesn't have the value in the trade. He'd have to be one of those that would be thrown in, maybe to make a salary right. cap uh, trade type of thing work. So uh, what they've got uh, about twenty five games, I think left in the regular season, uh, and they're right on the edge of the playoffs again. And really, for the Wild, it's more about what they do in the playoffs, because we've seen them make the playoffs with consistency, but then get bounced out of the playoffs. Does this look like a team that is maybe better prepared if they make the playoffs to perhaps win a series? Well, I don't know. I mean, we're struggling to stay in that eighth spot. You know, we're not going to get a team that has had a worse year than us in the first round. No. So it's hard to say, yeah, you know what, man, I really see us making a run this year because uh, getting rid of Fiala, uh, getting you know, not a whole lot in return to uh, replace that. You know, early in the year we talked about. It, I said I don't understand how we're expecting to be better this year than last year. Yep. Because you know, some of what we lack is our goal scoring. We got rid of quite a few points with Fiala, so 
you know, could a goalie get hot and could they win a round? Of course. It's the NHL. They could do that. The Kings have won it from the eighth spot, you know, yeah, uh, before yeah. in the playoffs. But if you were to look at it and go just on what I've seen, uh, you know, I don't see the Wild making a big run. Yeah. Was it Jonathan Quick that was the goalie for the Kings that, yeah. the year they made the run? And he yeah. stood on his head the whole season, the whole postseason. They couldn't get anything past him. I don't know that I see that kind of a run in flurry, but honestly, maybe Gustafson is a guy who's capable of, of getting hot and carrying the team to a series victory. That's going to be a tough call to make once they get to the playoffs is who's going to play goal. Yeah, I agree. But the one thing that you do have to say is if you have a goalie, we've talked about this a lot of times, that is mm-hmm. capable of getting hot. Mm-hmm. You see goalies get hot and carry their teams in the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the playoffs, you generally don't see, you know, a lot of seven to six games. You see a lot of tight to the vest, you know, two, one, one like games we won last night, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that favors us because we're probably not going to put up five goals many games, but you know, you really do need the goal and your defenseman to play good in front of them to, you know, be able to only give up a goal here and there because the playoffs, it's goals magnified. You know, it's, it's a bigger deal. Like it is in all sports. Yeah, that's for sure. Hey, let's talk a little golf. Did you watch some of the tournament this last weekend? I actually did watch the tournament. I was excited because I watched Full Swing on Netflix. Oh, sure. I've heard about that. Yeah. Unbelievable. So yeah. my Caden calls me and he says, hey, Pops, have you seen that? And I said, no, I haven't. He goes, it's unreal. Well, it was like the day it came out. So I watched that along with watching the tournament. And, uh, yeah, I was excited. It was the first time I've been excited for a golf tournament in a while, um, you know, with the live taking some of the guys that I like to cheer for most. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a, it was a a good tournament. Um, there was more excitement this week than I'd seen in a while. So yeah, I was excited. This is one of those that they're I think they're calling it a designated event on the PGA Tour. It was being called twenty a, mil. Yeah, it was being called an elevated event. So you know, I mean, initially I thought, well, you know, the live guys probably should give a percentage. So when when wrestlers would leave the WWE and they would go like The Rock did and various others they would have to pay a portion of what they receive for making a movie back to the WWE because that's where they made their reputation and their name. Thus, that's how they wound up in Hollywood making movies. And I always thought that the live golfers probably should have to do the same to the PGA Tour. But it wasn't written into their contracts, of course, that that should happen. That they should have to give the PGA Tour uh, a portion of the money that they got from Live because, well, they don't have that big reputation without the PGA Tour. Dustin Johnson isn't getting a $150 million contract over at Live. But now I see the PGA Tour following exactly what Live Golf has done, except shortening holes, of course, but increasing the purses. So Phil Mickelson was correct. The PGA Tour had a lot more money to give out than they were doing. And also, uh, you know, uh, the the team events that they're going to come up with now, they're going to start forming four-man teams that would be played just as part of the tournament itself, not a separate thing, but they'll just bunch four guys together. That's also directly from Live Golf. So it makes me think, well, maybe the PGA Tour players should be at least thanking the Live players for instituting more money on the PGA Tour, as well as this team event, which will add even more money uh, to their pockets. So it's all a reaction by the PGA Tour and Jay Monahan. If they had done this before, they could have headed off Live Golf happening at all. They, 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 they have no one to blame but themselves. Yeah, um, I, the one thing about the Live uh, tournaments that have never impressed me is the team event. So it'll be interesting to see how they're able to make that, if that's a user-friendly, something we find worthwhile. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, 
you know, the one thing in all sorts of life, whether it's in business, whether it's in personal life, whether it's just in living, you you don't want to only be reactive. You mm-hmm. want to, like, be able to see things coming down the chute yep. and plan for them. The PGA is completely reactive. Yep. And, you know, the people that really dig in, you can look and say, hey, I love the PGA. I yeah. really do. Yep. But my goodness, you guys were just banking a ton of cash until somebody actually called you on it, and all of a sudden you go, okay, I guess we'll up our purses to $20 million. Yeah. You know, it's not like you're moving it 15 20 bucks here and there. Right. <laughs> You're moving at ten, you know. I don't know what was it seven and a half, eight, nine million with yep. your average purse. Yep. And, and now you're upping at the twenty million. That's kind of like saying, "Whoops, I guess." And they're doing that with what seven events? It's uh, I think it's like twelve events. In that, 12, yeah, twelve events. So yeah. take twelve events, and let's just for round numbers say you upped it ten million, and yeah. it's more than that. Yeah. It, I mean, you just had an extra 120 million laying around. You forgot to like think about maybe we could you know, play for this. So yeah. yeah, the PGA to me looks pretty reactive. Um, I do just hope amongst everything that we're able to. I don't want to put you know live against PGA, but I, I just want to see some of my guys be able to compete in some events that I want to watch. So we'll yeah. see how that happens. I don't know from a major standpoint. I think that's still. You know, they're going to be able to play in some, but I'd like to see more often. Yeah, uh, the the Open in July, they'll the be open. able to play yep. in that. If they, if, But the problem is it's always with the caveat, if they qualify, they can play. They won't be banned. However, that qualification process is directly related to the, uh, the, the World Golf Rankings. And these guys aren't getting points for playing live tour events. The the OWGR point system is set up on a two-year rotating basis. So now that Dustin Johnson has been off the PGA Tour for a year, he's outside that. I think he's like 60th in the world. There's no way there's 59 better players than Dustin Johnson. Doesn't winning a major get him some permanent exemption it does yep uh yeah. in the masters at least uh, some of the others like the u.s open it's a 10-year exemption but not for life yep so brooks and dustin you know they've won majors they're going to be able to compete but there's you know cam he'll be able to compete so, so but there's a lot of other guys we want to see and you know john rom kind of made light of it when they were talking to him about the world golf yep. rankings and he said well it's kind of a joke yeah. like you know what do we say three to four of the top 12 in the world, you know, aren't even eligible for world golf points. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Hopefully they get that fixed. I want to see all the players outside of just the majors. Sure. That'll be great. But some of them will be dropping off there as well. Hopefully they can come to some kind of an agreement. Uh, It it, it would seem as though there's plenty of weekends in the year to fit in uh, a live golf schedule around the PGA tour. I think that's what they wanted. Initially, the PGA tour said, no, Uh, the problem for golf fans is, is we're the ones that lose. All the players, they're right. making plenty of money. There'll be guys making money on the PGA Tour now that wouldn't have otherwise because a lot of players that are better than they are are now gone from the Tour, so that allows them uh, to elevate their game up uh, in some ways. And maybe some of those guys will become the next stars of the game. We don't know. Uh, but but right now, the only people losing out are we, the golf fans, so hopefully uh, that does change. Hey, Sean, uh, you better get back to making breakfast for your daughter there. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast. Thanks, Todd. Have a good day. Sean Bolson with the Todd and Friends Podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 
Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.